Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 239. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Namaste, Fire Nation. Are you looking for something? Something all in one? Squarespace offers that. Get Squarespace's all-in-one platform, which allows you to create a beautiful website in no time flat. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NATION. Fire Nation, you may have been hearing the buzz about Fire Nation Elite, and rightfully so. The path of an entrepreneur is lonely and scary, and Fire Nation Elite changes all that. I've created a two-minute video just for you at FireNationElite.com so you can find out exactly what our 100% support policy means. FireNationElite.com Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Nick Peel. Nick, are you prepared to ignite? Most definitely, John. Most definitely. Nick is a self-confessed internet nerd and serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping business owners leverage the web. Nick also happens to be a swimwear photographer and loves his Alaskan Malamutes more than life itself. Giving Fire Nation a little overview, Nick, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. I've been working on the web now for, this is my 16th year, so um, I got on back in 97, and it was after I'd left my previous career uh, in hospitality, you know, working in restaurants and bars, and it all started with uh, a simple question from my girlfriend, which was, you know, Nick, what do you want to do? Like, what's a job that you'd love to do? And at that point, the, the web was really starting to kick off, and so I bought a computer and I started to teach myself uh, HTML and graphics, and that was back in the days of Netscape Navigator. Oh yeah! And um, I've I've never looked back. I have I have not regretted a single day in 16 years uh, of being on the web, and still, you know, like I I have a passion for it, and it just really connects with with who I am. And so every chance I get to, you know, share my my knowledge and my my skill base with with people who are non-web. I feel like, you know, it's it's the gift that gives back. You know, that's my opportunity to to really share something that, again, I'm so passionate about. And uh, I really get a kick out of that for some reason. Mm. Being able to not regret 16 years of life is incredibly impressive. And I'm so happy for you, Nick. And we're going to really delve into more of the essence of your business and what you do in your Alaskan Malamutes later on in the interview. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away, Nick. In all honesty, after all of these years that I've been working on the web and a, a huge amount of that time was spent just with startups back in the original dot-com days, um, I figured out something um, that I know to be true and it is this. The biggest thing keeping people from their success is themselves and quite literally, you'll never be a success if you don't move past your self-limiting beliefs and really face them. So if being successful is important to you and it's something you do want to achieve in life, then I really, really encourage you before you try and 
pile all sorts of new beliefs and skills into your into your personality and into your business, you really must look at your weaknesses and your self-limiting beliefs first, remove those, and you'll have nothing blocking you for starters, but then you'll definitely move forward and reach your potential. So powerful. Mindset is incredibly important when you're starting your entrepreneurial journey, and so many people look past that. Mindset is all about mindset, Nick, and if people can Mm. really embrace that and just fully commit to getting the right mindset before taking that next step. It's incredibly valuable. It can save a lot of pain and a lot of heartache down the line. But Nick, break this down for us. How do you apply this quote? The biggest thing keeping people from their success is themselves. How do you apply that quote to your everyday life? I have the, I guess, the opposite of self-limiting beliefs in that I've I've always had something in me where if I set my mind to something, just like in an instant, um, I'll put the, you know, like the blinkers on, so to speak, and I'll just go out and do it. And my mother used to, you know, say it to me when I was growing up, Nick, you can't just, you know, like read a book and figure something out and then, and then go and do it. There's, there's a way to it in this world, you know, you have to go to school and you've got to get a, you know, university degree and you've got to do it this way and you've got to do it that way. And that's how most people do it. But I just... I don't know. I've always, you know, I've got ADHD, so I've always been impatient and I just never saw the the benefit in, you know, spending a large amount of time simply learning before you went out and did it. I wanted to do my my due diligence to the point where I was confident and then just get straight into it. And I think that's why I've had a lot more results and success than the average bear is because I I just got in there and and did it. But in relation to self-learning beliefs, um I, I've, I'm just going through a, a, a period right now. I've been working with uh, someone that's been helping me with some core self-limiting beliefs, which are different to the surface level self-limiting beliefs. But um, it turned out that, strangely enough, uh, I have uh, or I had, should I say, an aversion to stacking large amounts of money. Now, I find it easy to make large amounts of money coming in, but there was always something in me that I had an aversion to stacking it. And what that meant is that it it essentially blocked um, large numbers coming in. So low seven figures, no worries. But at the point that I am now, I, I've got this new challenge where I'd like to make eight figures, not because I'm greedy, because it's, from my point of view, you know, a really big challenge. And almost impossible, but really that's just the limitation in my mind, right? So I'm going through this process where uh, I need to accept that that number is a reality and then, you know, do the hard work that's required and then it will manifest. But I had to go through some some really deep, uh, I guess you call it soul searching, to figure out why I had that, that aversion to having a large number actually sitting there. So we'll call that savings or, or cash liquid money. And um, we had to go back to, you know, places like my first, my early childhood and then my teenage years. And yeah. we had to really analyze the things that influenced me. And when we did that, it was interesting because when I verbalized, uh, I guess, my belief system and the things that had been passed on to me, they made no sense. And a lot of it is not, you know, relevant because I'll give you a quick example. Um, our parents end up unintentionally messing us up when it comes to our views on money because um, it's based upon their generation and they were taught by their parents. And that was, you know, back in the days of the Depression, for example. And so they had this belief that, you know, you 
um, you know, money's hard to find and money doesn't grow on trees and you've got to scrimp and save every single little penny and all these things because back then, you know, jobs, uh, there wasn't really job security and a lot of people not only went without money but they went without food and, you know, all these really fear-based type um, logic that, that was passed down. But, you know, where we are right now, our generation and where we are in, in the world um, there's really no benefit to having fear-based logic. And so I come from, uh, I guess, a, an abundance mindset, but a true abundance mindset in that, you know, I know that there's absolute money everywhere and it's it's not hard to find. It's actually easy to bring into your life. And when you, when you see things that way, plus, you know, you remove whatever self-limiting beliefs uh, you may have, we're all different, uh, then it just flows. And to, to, it'll boil down to this, okay, Money actually wants to flow to each and every one of us. It's, it's almost like our spiritual right to be abundant and to be wealthy and to be rich. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing evil about it at all because being poor serves no one. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your family. It doesn't serve your community. But by having riches, not only are you in a better position, hopefully you'll come from a more humanitarian point of view and enrich those around you and channel funds towards, you know, charity projects or, or just donating to people in your, your local community. There's so many great things you can do with it. So uh, that's, that's kind of how I see things. Nick, those are just some great insights on so many levels. And a book that I talk about from time to time on Entrepreneur on Fire is T. Harv Eker's The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, where he really deep dives into everything that you were just talking about, about how your mindset can be shifted by your parents and your grandparents at an early age and how you need to break out and realize that it's okay to think about being a millionaire or a multimillionaire and about attracting a lot of financial abundance. It's okay and it's all going back to that mindset. So thank you for really breaking that down on a very deep level. And Entrepreneur on Fire is about our spotlighted guest journey and that's you, Nick. So You've been in the industry now for over 16 years, so we're going to go all the way back to 1997 when you started just moving and shaking, and you've seen mm-hmm. so many things throughout this journey, failures, successes, obstacles, challenges. Share with Fire Nation a specific story where you failed or where you faced a major challenge and you really had to dig deep to overcome that, and how'd you overcome that, Nick? There's been a lot along the way, and I'll admit right now that I've witnessed externally far more failure than success. You know, when we think about the dot-com days and the internet in general, it's easy for folks, you know, right now in 2013 to go, well, you know, look at Facebook and look at Zynga and look at Amazon and look at, you know, Microsoft and look at Apple and, yeah, that's great. But they've got no idea how many companies and how many startups and how many ventures have been launched in that time and, you know, like never saw the light of day. So it's not, it's not all, you know, roses here on the internet, but there's some very, very clear things that do work. And if you understand from a fundamental point of view, what works, then uh, success is easy on the web. But if well, Nick, we don't want really abstract thoughts, I want to hear (laughs) a story from you when you fail, take us to that moment and share it with us. Okay. Um, look, I'll go back to 97 then and I'll share the, the first one. So yeah. when, I, when I started off on the web, as I mentioned, 
um, I was I taught myself. Okay, so there was no you know schools. There there wasn't like you know websites on how to be a designer. I literally had to figure it out for myself. So uh, from that point, I was I was faced with you know adversity. And what I did was um, after teaching myself HTML and, and graphic design, I decided okay, well now I want to go out and you know find some work. I want to I want to actually get a job and I want to be designing websites for companies and not just you know for myself at home and so I went out and did that and there to be honest there wasn't a lot of web design companies back then either but I called every single one that I could um, in my hometown of Brisbane where I was living back then and I was met with no after no after no after no and the the most common uh, rejection reason was you know, look, kid, you, you just don't have enough experience. You don't have enough websites in your portfolio. And so, um, you know, you can take that one of two ways, positive or negative. And I thought, well, okay, that's a fair comment because I don't have enough websites in my portfolio. Um, so, therefore, I need to get more websites in my portfolio. And I got to the point where I stopped asking um, companies for a job and I thought, well, you know what, I'm probably going to have to contribute um, something more to this uh, scenario than just a simple resume. And so I called one company and I explained to them that I would like to work for them, but I'll actually do it unpaid. And um, of course, they accepted me. Well, right. it, it, it was based upon not just the fact that I was going to work for free, but, you know, I remember them saying, Stephen saying that, you know, Nick, you've got this this type of enthusiasm that's infectious and we like that and we you know we'd love to have that energy in the studio and I believe I've still kept that to this day because again the way that I look at the web I love it but um, that was my very first job I guess you could call it which turned into a paying job and from there I was exposed to so many of the technical aspects of the internet that I never would have um you know, seen just by working from home. And from that, I made professional uh, industry contacts. And then, um, oh, this is interesting, blast from the past. I ended up having to um, uh, visit a, a large uh, convention uh, on behalf of the people that were supplying our, our design software. And one conversation led to another. And someone said, um, hey, Nick, would you like to do a presentation, you know, based upon the software because you're really good at using it? And I yeah. thought, oh, sure, you know, that, that that can't be hard. And my interpretation of a presentation, I thought they would have, you know, like a little exhibition booth at this convention and there was, you know, 20, 25,000 people. And I thought I'd just be talking to people that pass by and I would show them on a laptop. And so it got to the day and it turned out that, no, by by asking me to speak, I actually had to get on stage. And I'd never – it's funny because I talk about this with my public speaking stuff. That right. was the catalyst of my public speaking career. But uh, I'll never forget that, that moment and that day because it was so emotionally charged. John, I've never been – I've never experienced fear like that in right. my life. Never, ever. I was literally petrified and uh, basically – I tried my hardest to get out of it. They they wouldn't let me, so I had to do it. And I remember the just the amount of nervous energy, my heart rate. I was speaking really, really fast, and uh, all I could think was, I can't wait till it's over. I can't wait till it's over. And so I finished my presentation, got off stage, and as I was walking off, I was thinking to myself, 
I hope I never, ever get back on a stage wow. ever, ever again in my life. And I had a bunch of people come up and congratulate me, pat me on the back. And then one of the guys, the professional salespeople from that company came up to me, shook my hand, said, Nick, that was great. So great. I'd actually like you to do my presentation. And it, it hit me like a bolt of lightning because I stood there and I was, I was experiencing two completely different things. One was Nick, you're no good at this. Nick, you shouldn't do this. Nick, never do this again. That was my self-limiting belief. And then externally, someone standing, someone that I respect saying, Nick, not only was that great, I would actually like you to do my presentation. And I was having to deal with those two thoughts and it sparked something in me. And so, you know, all these years later, I'm also a, a professional public speaker. Oh, wow. Nick, that is just a really inspiring story. And I know I'm cutting off a little bit here. No, Unfortunately, you're one of my guests that I would just, I would love to have for an hour because, I mean, you have so many great stories. You're so articulate and you're just really good at relating them and putting us there in that moment with you. Like, I felt like I was on stage with you. Your heart was pounding. People were <laughs> staring at you and you were just like thinking that you were horrible, but you actually were giving some great information and really coming mm. across and resonating with the crowd. But man, you know, we keep this, we keep this interview to about 30 minutes. So, I really got to kind of step in here and keep us moving along because you have Sounds so good. much to share. And wow, I mean, like I said, I need to have you come back on the show because 16 years in this industry doing what you've done is so powerful. But what I want you to do now, Nick, let's fast forward to today. You just gave us a great story about how you failed, how you overcame that failure, some aha moments you've had along the way. You've shared all of this with us and that's so powerful. So Talk to us about where you are today in your business and what's really exciting you about the internet and online world in general right now. This is difficult because I do so many things on the web and I always stumble when I get this question, but I'll boil it down best I can. Yeah. I am, am no longer in a service capacity or a production capacity because that was how I, uh, that's how I learnt my, my craft, shall we put it. And so for the last probably, what is that, four years now, I've been what we call an internet marketer. And so um, what that means is that rather than derive my income from working for businesses and consulting to, to government agencies, my, my income and everything is derived from my own ability to market either products or myself on the web. And by products, I mean information products. And so I'm not selling anything, you know, physical that ships out. It's either, um, you know, anything from an ebook or an, or a report through to uh, a membership site that delivers training. And so really this is the core of my business these days. There is definitely consulting and mentoring, but it, it really boils down to training, whether that's instructor-led one-on-one um, verbal training or training material in the way of um, an online course. So that to me seems to come easy because I've got so much experience on the web, I'm able to speak about a lot of different things and it, it, it works out that I seem to have a bit of a flair for teaching people as well. So that is, that's the basis of my, my current business and that's the capacity that I work with people is either, again, mentoring or training. And I, I definitely do love that. But what I also love just as much, if not more, is the fact that we can make large amounts of money on the web from 
almost nothing, if that makes sense. It's almost like modern day alchemy because when we're selling digital products on the web, yes, fair enough, we sit down and we create them from scratch, but then they're uploaded to the web as little ones and zeros. There's no physical material aspect of it at all. And then after we you know, upload that one digital product, it's being sold thousands and thousands and thousands of times over. And the cost of replication is pretty close to zero. You know, like hosting costs, for example, are, are minimal. And so that's, um, that's definitely an amazing opportunity that you know, anyone has. Anyone can walk into that situation as long as either you have knowledge and expertise in an area or you have the ability to go out and research and compile it based upon what people are looking for, then uh, you can step into this exact same thing. But then underlying, underpinning all of that when it comes to marketing methods, because there's so many ways to market on the web, the one thing that I'm known for these days uh, is webinar marketing. And in all of my years, never, ever have I witnessed or, or, or used anything that comes close to the sales conversion ratios that we experience uh, with webinars. And so I find that stuff still after a couple of years, you know, not only fascinating because it's broadcast marketing, but I really enjoy uh, teaching it and exposing, you know, other other people and other professionals and companies to that because when you stack it up against any other type of marketing or any other type of uh, sales conversion, the, the numbers are always superior when it comes to webinars. So that's uh, – I guess, the, um, the basis of where I'm at now. Man, that is some exciting stuff, Nick. I'm just really excited about that as well. And I'm so glad to hear someone of your stature and your experience and your knowledge saying this because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, my business is barely a year old and I'm really starting to generate some legitimate money in the sponsorship realm. But I'm now getting really into the product creation realm because people are emailing me every day saying, John, I'm having these issues, these problems. And so I'm creating products and services to solve these issues. And so my listeners can get past these hurdles that they're facing. And, you know, one of my recent products is called Six Months to Six Figures, where I break down my journey of how I took Entrepreneur on Fire from launch to six months later, generating over $100,000 a year. I'm fascinated with the world of webinars, and I really just need to figure out the best ways that I can get this product out to the world. And it sounds like webinars is a great way to do it. And that's something I just need to, you know, get out and wrap my head around and figure out exactly the best practices in that area. I'll definitely support you on that one where you need to have, you need to understand the formula because there is a very, very specific formula. Yes. And you've already got knowledge. You've already got the ability to, you know, to speak and to present. So, you know, you're, you're already off to a good start. Um, but I know from experience that you can't uh, simply speak on a webinar or, or treat it like it's show and tell and then hope to get sales conversions at the end because there's, there's two types of webinars, an educational webinar and a sales webinar. Okay. And often a, often a sales webinar is driven by an educational webinar, but just because you educate doesn't mean that you'll sell. And so there's a very, very clear formula. And I'll, I'll just quickly share something yeah, with you. Yeah, I'd love to. My first webinar, which was in um, February 2011, um, I did, I'd heard all sorts of great things about webinars and the conversions and the money and all this stuff. And I thought, this is going to be great. <laughs> and up until that point, I was just using traffic going to you know, a static sales page 
and then converting you know anywhere from half a percent to maybe two or three percent of my traffic and and we make good money off that and so then i I did this you know webinar and I made one sale and that was out of you know a couple of hundred targeted people qualified people on the call and I felt really like disillusioned, disappointed. I was afraid that I was a failure and I was also afraid that maybe someone had lied to me along the way and webinars weren't great. But I thought, no, you know what, I'm going to go out and find what was you know, wrong with my presentation and also what the, the formula is because clearly people are using one. And I turned to one of my mentors and he did a critique and he sent me a list of seven things that I needed to adapt or change with my presentation. And and so after that first webinar, one sale of $697, I used the same offer, selling the same information product with pretty much the same presentation on the webinar, just with a few modifications. And I did the, the, the next webinar 24 hours later, and I made 100 sales, which is just under $70,000. Wow, Nick. So there you go. That's evidence about how how dramatically your results can change when you do understand the webinar formula. Well, I love that story for obvious reasons, and I'm definitely excited about taking you up on that. Drum roll, please. Da-da-da-da! Introducing Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that allows you to easily build your own website just the way you want it. Sound too good to be true? Squarespace has a killer design library, and they are constantly updating their platform so you have the latest features at your fingertips. Squarespace recently added e-commerce to the list, so you can set up shop and start selling your products quickly and easily. They've also added a user-friendly calendar feature so you can share your business's schedule right on your website. So whether you've got upcoming speaker events you want to share with your audience or a new product or service launching soon, Squarespace's events collection calendar feature has you covered. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NATION. So, Nick, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Cool. Yeah, man. Sounds good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Didn't have enough belief in myself that I could make it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Don't ever compete on price. Be the guy that has the best product that charges the most. Oh, I love that. What's something that's working for you right now? Definitely webinars. Yes. Got me really excited, Nick. Do you have an internet resource like a Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Well, the thing that pops into mind is actually copyblogger.com. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a copywriter, but I find his stuff just amazing. So copyblogger. Great. So Fire Nation, you can get the links to this recommendation and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Nick Peel. Nick, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Celestine Prophecy. Ooh, how do you spell that? Uh, Celestine is C-E-L-E-S-T-I-N-E and then Prophecy is (laughs) P-R-O-P-H-E. See why. So I'm not great at spelling, but I'm pretty sure that that's it. Celestine Prophecy. My podcast is called Entrepreneur on Fire, and I still can't spell entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible to Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So, Nick, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So, take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Mm-hmm. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would set up a blog for a couple of dollars and I would do my research and due diligence on that planet based upon what people were searching for and then I would identify what the major problems were and then I would identify uh, what people are actually willing to pay for in terms of solutions and then I would research what was currently out there and I would look for gaps in supply and then I would find a way to create a solution that was not only superior to the others but really over-delivered in terms of value and then I would use all of the money that I had left in purchasing traffic to send to my blog that talked about that problem and clearly identified the solution. Great stuff, Nick. You have just given Fire Nation some incredible advice and I'm very thankful for it. Give us one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Stop confusing activity for action because too many people on the web are doing just that. They treat the internet and the web and Facebook and YouTube as a time-wasting exercise and they fool themselves into thinking it's educational time. But um, research is one thing, taking action is another. So go out and truly take action, but don't confuse activity for action, do true action, which is exercises you know will result in uh, an income, in money. And if you'd like to find me, um, you can... Uh, please visit my website, my blog, which is nickpeel.com. So N-I-C-K-P-E-A-L-L.com. And you'll be able to find um, me and the things that I like to talk about and photos of my Alaskan Malamutes. Yeah. And uh, you'll also be able to find links to my, my different programs and my websites from there. Wonderful. Well, Fire Nation, you can find links to everything, to Nick's site, to his resource, to his book recommendation entrepreneuronfire.com slash Nick Peel. And again, that is P-E-A-L-L. Nick, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. And thanks everyone for listening. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Dandy Tiger, Timothy Mosier, Yamilia Mora, BestMomProducts.com, Kared Mata, The Technique TV, The Story Lady, Inspire Tribes, and Deb Titioset. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.